Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm happy to be in your ears. Today, we will start our podcast with a discussion entitled, How Do You Measure Success? Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here? Followed by our hobbies and special interest section. And then conclude with our sunflower message, which is our happy note for the day. You're encouraged to share your thoughts on these subjects at our website, livelaughtalk.com. Email us, admin at livelaughtalk.com. And if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. If listening on Apple, you can rate us, and hopefully we rate a five. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, How Do You Measure Success? Lavish automobiles, ostentatious homes, elaborate apparel, lavish jewelry, multiple sex parts. Which of these, if any, measures our success? As Americans, we look at others who may possess these things and immediately call the individual successful. If you don't believe, just watch music videos or television shows that advocate opulence. Even social media gives a distorted view of achievement you will see that people will purchase things that they frankly don't need or will never use just to show others their success. Even the artists who perform most songs heard on the radio today brag about their purchases, sexual conquests, and extravagant lifestyles. Why? Because no one, obviously, wants to be associated with or even listen to the music of one who might be classed as a loser. Odd, isn't it? Since most musicians historically have been starving artists. Also, how did many of them get so rich as their lyrics dictate before they released their first album? Regardless, society today insists that we measure success materially. So these musicians are happy to oblige. Actually, these lyrics give eye to what could be a rip in the very stitch of the fabric of society. We are so consumed with a false sense of success that it is the only thing we wish to hear about. Even the false pretense of success sang or rhymed to us in song or splashed for our eyes on a reality show or scrolled upon on social media. In the words of American critic Christopher Lash, nothing succeeds like the appearance of success. The appearance of success. Obviously, this is a belief of our musical artists. But if this is the case, why are so many of them unhappy? Why do we see them wasting money and abusing drugs for just seconds of happiness. Contrary to popular belief, success should not be measured 
by one's sexual exploits or material acquisitions. No, success should be measured by the things that bring lasting happiness. And can any amount of money bring that? Try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value, said Albert Einstein. Yes, values, morals, purpose should be the things that rank first in our hearts and our minds. These are the things that are longstanding. Of course, we're not saying let's take a vow of poverty. What we're saying is success is measured not by our bank accounts, but by our ability to live our lives with purpose of building up the world around us. Let's take a life example in this. Have you ever heard of a man named John Paul Getty? John Paul Getty is said to be an industrialist, a philanthropist, an author. Many today in this generation probably have no idea who he is. But this man was said at one point in time to be the richest man in the world. He was valued as a billionaire in 1957. He was in the Guinness Book of World Records in 1966. That's the richest individual in America, eventually the world. Again, he was a billionaire in a world that hardly had a millionaire. Today we hear billionaire and it's, it just goes right over our head. There's a bunch of them. But imagine if there was someone today who was a trillionaire. Well, that is what J. Paul Getty was. He was a billionaire in a world of thousandaires. Now, it says that he was a philanthropist, but nowhere can we find, and trust, I looked everywhere, to find where he helped people. When we hear the word philanthropist, a lot of times that's where our mind goes. But what he did was he had foundations. He loved art. So he funded museums of art and cultural institutions around the world. What about people? Well, he was known for his sexual exploits as well. One historian said that he rarely found, no, actually he said he never found a woman that he could say no to. He was married five times. He was divorced five times. Of those five marriages, only one lasted more than four years. Of that, they did not end in a way that you would think that of a billionaire. Some were given small stipends. His final wife, of whom he was married to, for more than four years, she stated that 
in her memoir that he scolded her for spending money, as he thought, too freely in the 50s on the treatment of their six-year-old son who had become blind from a brain tumor. This young man died at the age of 12. He was concerned about how much she was spending on a child who had a death sentence, his child. But he wasn't all bad against the women, at least in word. He was quoted as saying, a lasting relationship with a woman is only possible if you are a business failure. And I hate to be a failure, he went on to say. I hate and regret the failure of my marriages and would gladly give all my millions for just one lasting marital success. Interesting. The money didn't bring him happiness. The money didn't make him feel successful. He was one who stated, so rich, that if you could actually count your money, then you're not necessarily a rich person. He was so rich at the time that it was hard to count his money. He couldn't do it. Would have to be machines. Yet, in his family, plenty of scars. One was the 1973 kidnapping of his son, his grandson in Italy. Those who had kidnapped his son demanded a ransom of $16 million and asked to be paid by him or they will return the son in pieces. His response, keep him. I have 14 other grandchildren. What happened? Well, the young man had his ear chopped off and it was mailed to Mr. Getty. Then at that time, he began to negotiate the ransom. What happened to the grandson? Well, he was returned home after a ransom of $2 million was paid. But he was never the same. Eventually, this young man got addicted to drugs, had a stroke, lived the rest of his life from paralysis, and died a fairly young man. Now, what do you think his relationship was with his grandfather? Did Mr. Getty seem to have a great relationship with people in general? Those that knew him had a lot to say about his financial success. Very little to say about him as a person. And on his tombstone, there are those that help people, philanthropists, and their tombstone says plenty about it. What a wonderful person. They did this. They did that. They helped their community. They're beloved by their children and family. What does it say on his tombstone? It has the date he was born and the date he died. That's it. Sad. Now, here we're talking about, again, 
a billionaire. He had what you would say at all. In a world of thousandaires, wasn't a whole lot of millionaires when we're talking about the 50s. Yet, he really was empty inside. A life of success, was it? Again, values, morals, purpose. These should be the things that rank first in our heart and mind. We find these people that have millions and billions unhappy, committing suicide. Taking drugs just to find a moment of happiness. So what brings success? What is a successful person? Let's think about it. We may have some of them right in a room with us right now. And they might not be billionaires. They might not be millionaires. They might not have $100 in their bank account. One of such persons may be a parent who raises productive members of society as children, who love these children, then grow up to love and give back to their community while caring for the parents who raised them. They are successful. A person who gives of their education and ability to motivate others by teaching our children through the low-paying school system, instead of taking self-sufficient, high-paying employment, yeah, they're successful. One who accomplishes much and gains materially, but turns around and aids their fellow man through philanthropy that helps others is successful. See, all of these things bring lasting satisfaction and pure happiness with none of the temporary contentment that self-amassment will bring. We see many today who are very wealthy. There are sports stars who are extremely wealthy, yet they give back to their community. They open schools. They have funds and gems available to others in the community. They give of themselves completely. So we're not saying that just to be rich is awful. That's not what's being said. What we're saying is, is that if that's the only thing on your heart and mind and you only care about self, that's not going to lead you to anything remotely close to happiness. Yes, the old adage is true that money cannot bring happiness. It can rent it for a while, but rented happiness is not success. In our lifetime, we may make a lot of money or we may struggle monetarily. But if we find ourselves investing what we have in our children and doing the things that makes it easy for us to look at our own reflection in the mirror, we will find success. With that in mind, may we all aspire to be successful. Thank you.
In the United States, suicide is the 11th leading cause of death. And we want to say right at the beginning of this discussion that if you have a crisis, you feel that you need to talk, please call or text 988. 988. 48,183 Americans died by suicide just a year ago. Attempts, though, was 1.7 million in the United States. And when we think about suicides, it ranges all over the place. Doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your age. The numbers are continuing to increase. The rate of suicide happens to be highest within those who are middle-aged. Men died by suicide 3.9 times more than women. On an average, there's 132 suicides per day. 132 suicides per day. Firearms accounted for 54% of all suicide deaths. But when asked or surveyed, 94% of adults in the U.S. think that suicide can be prevented. Well, how is that? How can we prevent suicide? When we live in a world where most folks find it to be dark, what is the cause of suicide? It could be an emotional strain. It could be loss of a loved one. It could be financial loss, job loss. As we get into our day and time, there's suicide rates that increase among our teenagers due to bullying or cyberbullying. What we're finding though is these numbers annually are not coming down. They're increasing. And even though we have centers and we have numbers to call, many people don't take the time or they may not have the opportunity due to the emotions they're going through at the time, through at the time to make such change so that they will be able to save their own lives. We're finding an increasing number to be among those who are left alone, who are by themselves and alone in their thoughts. That can be dangerous. All of us from time to time can find life to be unbearable, 
But when there's no one to talk to, there's no one to turn to, it really is a dark world. And this really rings home to me because I've had a friend and I've had those of me who are close to me that have experienced suicides and suicide attempts. One of my friends was an attempt, but it was a person that was the party in the room. Bring him to any social gathering, he takes it over. He has all of the best jokes. He can look at you and just bring a smile upon your face. Powerful human being. But he was left alone at home one day with his thoughts. And he was left at home a little too long. And thanks to the powers of God, I called him this particular day. He was supposed to, to pick me up. And he answered the phone and just told me I can't take it anymore. And when he said that, I didn't know he was talking about life in itself. I had no clue because he was always happy. Always joyous. But that day, it was dark to him and it got dark to me. And I was a long, long way away from his home. So I called another one of our friends while I was on the phone with him. I tried to keep him on the phone with me. Called another one of our friends and put that phone call on speaker so the other friend could hear it. And I asked that friend to please rush to the house. By the time he and his wife got there, the paramedics, they had called the paramedics, the paramedics had come, knocked the door down, and they found him in a pool of blood. Fortunately, he survived. He did survive. He's with us now. But the scars of that day are present on his arms and present in my mind and heart. It was a sad, unfortunate day for all of us who were involved. And what we must urge, we, we have to urge those who are listening to get care. If you feel alone, if you feel that you need assistance, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask for it. It's so important. It's so important to get the help that you need. And it's important for all of us because growing up, I always felt that, you know, I was a happy-go-lucky person. And there was not a day that I didn't have something to laugh about. But there were events in my life that turned my world dark. It was like the lights went out. Friends, we've got to take a, a stop. We've got to take a look. We've got to, we've got to care for those around us. We've got to care for those close to us. We've got to have conversations with our children. We've got to have conversation with our parents. If we see ones who are down, we've got to make the conversation. Because now we're talking about 1.7 million attempts this last year alone on lives which causes us to ask the question, how 
did we get here? In our special interest section today, I want to discuss having pets. Yes, pets. I love animals. I'm a lover of puppies to no end. Matter of fact, in my personal life, I have three. Three Yorkies. Well, one full-blooded Yorkie and the other two are Yorkie Poos. They range in age from eight, three, and two. Yes, those are my babies, because I have no two-legged babies. So these are my children, and boy, are they spoiled. And we're going to make it possible to show videos and pictures to those that listen to the podcast. We'll make sure we get some of these pictures up on our website, as well as Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of the places that we have live, laugh, talk. Because you need to see some of this. My oldest Yorkie, unfortunately, passed away he, at, a, at the age of eight. I have one now, his brother, who, who is eight now. But uh, two years ago, he passed away, and he was, to me, the most human of the bunch. If you rode down the road and you had him in the car, he wanted to sit on your lap, and he wanted to put his paws on the steering wheel. So somehow he always thought that he was driving. So one day I found one of those children's cars. And you can, they're, they're, this one particularly has a radio control. So brought that thing home. And we'll make sure we put some videos up. Brought that thing home, put him in it. And that's something I had to do on a regular basis was put him in his little car and drive it around with the radio control and you should see people's faces, other dogs' faces, when they saw him rolling down the street in his Ferrari. It was the cutest thing. And he always thought that he was driving. Amazing. He was spoiled. Right. But it didn't stop there with him. These three here, absolutely spoiled. They got clothes. He did too. But they have clothes more than he did. They have strollers. They have it all. But to honestly talk about pets, it's really hard to, to have that discussion without talking about today's pets. Today's pets need health insurance. And I'm not sitting here being endorsing any type of health insurance company. But what I'm saying is, before you go out and you decide upon a pet, go ahead and make sure that you get the proper insurance. Because today's pet have the same things wrong with them that we have. You see dogs today with diabetes and other types of concerns, arthritis, all kinds of different things. And if you don't have the proper insurance, you'll find out that their health bills are just as expensive as ours. But aside from that, there are many health benefits that come to us from owning a pet. We get increased opportunities to exercise. My little three youngins, they want to go outside and run. And so I have to run along with them. They also 
it's also a good thing for us because it is said by doctors that regularly walking or playing with our pets can also decrease our blood pressure, our cholesterol levels, our triglyceride levels. And pets can help manage loneliness and depression by giving us companionship. Many are service animals just for that capacity. And the bond between a, a person and their pet is tight. It can lead to years of happiness. And if you're thinking of adopting a new pet, and I suggest if you can, you should, there's some questions before getting that pet that you should ask yourself. How long will this animal live? Because I'm going to be honest with you. When they pass, it's like a member of the family. How does the pet, what does the pet eat? How much exercise does the pet need? How large will it become? How much will veterinary care cost? Do I have enough time to properly care for and clean up after the pet? What type of habitat does this pet need to be healthy? And then you need to ask yourself if they're allowed in your house, apartment, or condominium, there may be rules by the landlord, and you need to make sure that those things can be worked out. And then again, you need to also make sure that if there are young children, that they know how to play with the pet, because sometimes our little young ones can be a little rough with those uh, pets that we bring into the home. And one other thing that we want to keep in mind is that when it comes to a pet, let's try to avoid wild animals. They're called wild animals for a reason. See, we don't want to bring these into our home. I was at a friend's apartment one time and frantically somebody comes and runs to the door. They see us. They say, have you seen my kimono dragon? I'm like, one of those is in the United States and you have it? See, that's dangerous. Nobody needs to have a wild animal around and treat it like it's a domesticated animal. But on a much happier note, get out there. Get you a pet. And also, rescue pets can make the most perfect parts of your family. So, on behalf of the beautiful Paddington, my oldest, Yorkie, Peyton, my middle child, and also the youngest, Pennington. Go out there, get a pet, make them happy, and make you even happier. As we bring this episode to a close, we want to inform you that you can find us on all social media at Live, Laugh, Talk. The only ones that's different is youtube.com forward slash at Live, Laugh, Talk podcast instead of just Live, Laugh, Talk as it is with Facebook, Instagram, and also TikTok. Twitter is at Live, Laugh, Talker. So that's Live, Laugh, Talk podcast on YouTube, Live, Laugh, Talker on Twitter, and then all other social media is just Live, Laugh, Talk. 
we're going to put up those videos and pictures for you of the animals, but there's also already some pictures up of our train discussion. And also when we had one of our sunflower messages, we put that to pictures and video. So you're going to enjoy going on to our social media. And we do ask that you do this. In addition to that, we want to inform that the podcast has now set up on Twitter where you can tip. It'll also be set up on other forms as well because doing these podcasts, it's definitely not easy and it's definitely not free. So we could use any assistance that you want to send our way. But as we always do, we want to go ahead and take it home on a happy note. And what is that happy note called? It's our sunflower message. This poem is entitled, Don't Quit. When times are hard, you might stop for a bit, but it's not over until the moment you quit. On a river's bridge, failures are the planks. Take one step at a time until you reach its banks. Don't give up on your dreams. Chase them instead. You will find one morning as you wake up from them in bed that you are the person about whom you dreamed. And you can reach great heights, impossible though it seems. When things go wrong and your back is to the wall, try to stand up. No more can you fall. Life is full of ups and downs. Take them in your stride. You will discover your little star hidden inside. And that's by M. Taran Prasad. And as we always say, at the very end of our discussions, this is James and Georgia's baby boy signing off until our next show. And we look forward to that time with you.